right, everybody. Welcome to Informed Idiots, our very first podcast ever. Uh, my name is Ivan Trejo. I'm Ian Stewart. Nate Yanez. All right. That is pretty much everybody who will be talking uh, in this podcast. Now, having said that, we'll go ahead and get this thing going. Uh, the first topic that we want to bring for you guys is we have our top five quarterbacks that we feel like uh, were the best this year. Um, this is not uh, looking at stats or anything like that. This is pretty much just uh, off the top of our heads, uh, kind of just the wild one throwing some, some stuff out there, and then we'll be looking at the stats to kind of compare. Um, I'll go ahead and go first. Um, I've went ahead and shared this with Ian. And I don't know, I think I told him to Josh as well. But for my number one, uh, I have actually, let's do five to one. That way, you know, kind of gives a little intense feel to it. Uh, for my number five quarterback, I got Brady, given his status. I got a little parenthesis in there. Uh, because I feel like, however, um, given, given the fact that it was his very first year with that offense and that team, even though they were pretty much the best team on paper uh, this year, I still feel like uh, he struggled some games um, uh, in the beginning, early, especially against New Orleans. But I feel like towards the end, he got he got the rhythm going and looked pretty good. Uh, for my fourth one, um, I have uh, Josh Allen, which same thing with him. Um, I feel like he started off pretty good, and then towards the uh, middle of the season, he kind of struggled. Uh uh, and then, you know, towards the end, he got it going again. Uh, number three, I got Herbert. Um, he, he, given his situation and how he played, he didn't even know he was going to start until I believe it was the coin toss in week two or something like that. Um, so he played, I've, I mean, I feel like he played great. And even like Josh Allen, Herbert, I can even switch them around. It's really it's kind of a toss up between them two. Um, number two, I got Rodgers. Uh, I feel like he played his heart out this year. I feel like he wanted to prove everybody that uh, that the uh, Green Bay was wrong for picking the quarterback number one. Um, and I got Mahomes number uh, number one just because uh, he went fourteen and and won. Um, and I don't think people are really giving them enough credit for that. Everybody wants to. I mean, I do feel like Rogers should get the uh, MVP vote, but uh, Mahomes definitely has the number one quarterback for me. Who wants to go next? All right. Um, I'll go next. I have a very similar uh, list just with them um, in different orders. Um, I'll go five to one as well. Um, I did put an outside sixth in there because I feel like he was deserving to have a possibility of making the top five. So I'll start with that outside pick, which was Deshaun Watson. Um, even though he played for a um, rough team this year, they were very poor. Um, he yeah, did he went off some, this year. He had some amazing numbers. Uh, he he led the. I know he led the league in passing yards. Um, during the regular season, I do know that. Um, but just from what he had to work with, he did a phenomenal job this year. Uh, Watson at led the league in passing yards? Yes, he did. Oh. Um, Tom Brady was my fifth pick, considering his age and going to a new team um, under a new system that really likes to throw the ball. I feel like he, he thrived pretty well this year. 
Um, at number four, I had Justin Herbert. Um, he's just a great young talent, uh, great rookie year. Um, I think he's going to be rookie of the year or is rookie of the year. Um, and then at number three, I had Josh Allen. Um, as I've seen his progress from last year to this year, it's just amazing. Uh from the way he is able to read defenses now and uh, anticipate other things. Um, at number two, I have Patrick Mahomes. Um, I know a lot of people will um, debate me on this, uh, but if you consider that Josh, he has a lot of his weapons that he has are, are elite, um, considering he has a top tight end, uh, one of the top wide receivers. He has a pretty decent offensive line. Um, and the way he's able to extend plays, um, that's why I have him at number two. Um, but Aaron Rodgers, I believe, is – I don't think it's even close. Uh, number one, he's doing um, more with less, considering he only has Devontae Adams, and then he really doesn't have a running game. Um, his offensive line is is phenomenal. Um, but other than that, um, with him and – the and, um, st- uh, What's his name? His head coach. I forget his head coach's name. Matt LaFleur. LaFleur. Um, I feel like they're getting on the same connection um, and starting to get the offense really rolling. So that was my top five. Yeah, I, I do feel that as well. The only reason why I didn't put uh, Rodgers as my number one is because I feel like he kind of – there were some games there where, uh, you know, he kind of struggled there for a little bit. And I don't really feel like there was a game – where Patrick Mahomes necessarily struggled. Like Miami is pretty much the only game where he told multiple th- uh, interceptions, and he still, I think, threw like three touchdowns and like, you know, 300 yards or something like that. I'm not exactly sure. Well, Patrick Mahomes did struggle a little bit against the Raiders on their first loss of the year in the second uh, half. He really struggled moving the ball. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's opinions. Opinions will be opinions. Yeah. Josh, Nate? I'm going to go, Nate. I've got – um. Going five to one, right? I've got Tom Brady's number five. I, I've got him up there because, uh, yeah, Ivan, mean, I agree with you on the fact that he hasn't been playing there very long, but still, it's Tom Brady. He's got two of the best wide receivers. Um, nice. I got Deshaun Watson. I've got as number four. Um, I've he, he's just consistent year mm-hmm. after year. He's always a contender. He always makes plays happen. And I've got Josh Allen. He's like doubled his stats on when it comes to uh, touchdowns to interceptions compared to two years ago. He's prog- getting yeah. progressively better every year. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Uh-huh. And then I have Patrick Mahomes, obviously, because I'm a Chiefs fan. And he's, you know, got better yards than um, Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's tied for second for interceptions. He just makes good plays. You know, of course, he's got big calibered wide receivers but and tight end but so does Tom Brady so yeah and I still have Tom Brady yeah I mean the only reason why I feel like Watson um wasn't a top five worthy I thought about him but the only reason I didn't necessarily put him on here because I feel like most of the yards that he got I didn't even know that he was the yard leader but it would make sense is because a lot of the games that he was playing he was playing from behind so he they were I mean they weren't really rushing it they they were had to throw it yeah, why? Well, why well, think it, his completion rate uh, is way up there. He's like seven. Yeah, I mean he's a good quarterback. He's going to complete it. He's, you know, he's, he's got he's fourth in interceptions. 
Yeah, the, the you stats know, give you a give you a good idea that he's got all the ability. That's why he's on the list for all of us. Um, but I think it gets down to, like you said, it's more opinion and, and it gets a little subjective when you, how do you judge? Like, do I count each yard that he got in garbage time when the teams were, when he was down by 18 and the other team was like, yeah, we'll let you have 60 yards passing down the field, but we're going to stop you and force a field goal. Like do those 60 yards count as much as 28 yards that Mahomes or Rodgers gets to put their guys in position for a field goal to win the game. Like that 28 yards is way more important. If I think we could all agree than 60 yards with no chance to win a game. So it kind of, I get what you guys are saying. It's cutting hair. So, right. Well, yeah, through no fault of his own. So um, I have a few honorable mentions and None, none. Two of them are guys you guys haven't mentioned. One is is um, Herbert, who you guys all liked. Um, I just couldn't give him top five uh, quarterback status this this year. Um, you you got to win more games, and and I know kind of the same thing I was saying about Watson. It's not his fault that he's in garbage time. It's not Herbert's fault. A lot of times that they've lost these games, which is why his head coach is no longer with him. But the other two guys, go Herbert ahead. though, Herbert was ahead in a lot of those games and his defense blew it for him. That, well, that's what I said. Yeah. You can't yeah. knock him for, for losing games because the defense cost him a game. But at the same time, why do all these other guys have fourth quarter comebacks? Like, mm, you know, so I, he's on my list, honorable mention. I just couldn't give him top five status this year. Um, right. The other two guys who I, I think have to be mentioned, um, because it's it i'm not looking at this as like who are the most talented i'm looking at this as like who are the the best quarterbacks leading a team this year and um i have to at least mention uh fitz magic um to the detriment of his own team i I think i'm interested to hear more of the stuff coming out of miami because i think that a guy like fitzpatrick as as good as he can be for your team, I think it also was part of the problem this year. He's good enough and he's gutsy enough for every single guy who plays football to believe in him and want him to lead because we think we can he can make the plays. But that's the same thing that's cost him from making plays. And I think it might have hurt Tua um, more than it helped him this year as much as Fitzpatrick was being nice and doing all the things that you want a veteran quarterback to do, knowing that he's not the future of this team. Um, just still playing his ass off and being who he is, I think uh, might have set them back a bit. 39, 40? How old he's, is he's he? up there. He's 38. Yeah. Um, so I, I wouldn't necessarily – the only reason why I didn't think about any player just like uh, Fitzmagic or anything like that is because he didn't necessarily play – I mean, how many games did he play? I mean, that's played like nine games this year. Nine games. So, like – Right. And like, like, for example, I would, I, I was going to put Joe Burrow because he played his lights out the games that he fucking played, but uh, he, you know, he only played, you know, I believe, you know, probably the same amount of games. So, uh, I mean, I was, I was going off, off main season. I mean, oh, but yeah, obviously nice. this is your opinion. Well, that's uh, why. That's yeah. Just, and that's why I'm saying he's not, he's not on my, he's, he's my honorable mention. And, and because he is a damn good of all the things though. that you said, he's not on the list top five, but he to me he did enough to show like he deserves at least uh his name mentioned in this in this group here you know he he did some good things this year 
Well, and that's part of it. Why like, Miami doesn't just why did they bench him twice? And even though they benched him twice and he only had nine starts, do you call the games that he finished? Like, what do you count those as? Like, that that could so is that 10 starts if we count those as half starts do we not count them as starts he only started nine games but he the starter didn't finish two of those games so is that better for him or is that worse for the starter like that's why he's in this honorable mention he he had a he had enough of a memorable year and nobody saw Miami doing anything near what they did this season so he's on the list now the actual five that I've got um you guys have all mentioned him. I think we're all pretty much unanimous with Brady as as the number five for all of us. Um, yep. This is the most passing yards he's had in the last five years. Um, I but just like you guys have all mentioned, new head coach, new area, all new team, uh, all new players, completely different style of offense. Um, you know, I don't know how much you guys dug into that sort of stuff, but you know where his throws were going inside the numbers, outside the numbers, um, and who he was targeting throughout the year. Um, and then, you know, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Every game, it, it felt like that was a marquee matchup. Um, he stepped up and he played big. Um, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, um, number four for me. Uh, great turnaround. This is an absolute example of – what I think not enough coaches have done uh, in the league, which I think the Chiefs are doing a good job of with Mahomes, um, what Green Bay and what Houston have done a terrible job of. They have surrounded this dude with with playmakers. They they said, all right, we've got our guy. Now let's go and get people that he clearly likes playing with. And, and we think match up well with what we're trying to do in the offense. They've they've got a uh, that is a nasty squad up there on the offensive side, and uh, Josh Allen I, I think is still going to make some steps forward before he's done um, and hits his peak. Three for me, um, I have to go with Aaron Rodgers. Um, Three, wow, yeah. So you mentioned that you that he didn't have a very good running game, except the Chargers are eighth in the league, um, or the gr- Packers are eighth in the league in rushing. Um, so they're actually a good running team. Um, they average 4.8 yards per carry. Um, that's a pretty good clip. They lost their starting running back at one point um, for a couple of games this season, and, and the running game stepped up. Um, their third string running back came in and had an awesome game. They have 2,100 yards rushing on the ground as a, um, as a team. And to compare that, the Chiefs only have 1,800. Um, they average 4.5 yards a carry. So um, – I think our, our pass catchers in Kansas City are, are, are a little bit better. I think, um, I think Rodgers right now is a little bit better at making the guys around him, elevating their level of play. I think he's slightly better than that than Mahomes. Mahomes is a better playmaker, um, but it feels, like, it feels like all the good guys on the Chiefs, Mahomes can make plays with. It feels like guys that you don't know the names of on the Packers, and, and not just because we're not diehard Packers fans, but – like um, who's their, their tight end this year, you know, Robert Tunyon jr. You know, he's like fifth or sixth in the league as far as tight ends go, you know, receiving and, and uh, touchdowns, you know, Demonte Adams is an absolute beast, but there are, there are times where you watch some of those plays and it's like, well, you know, as much as Adams did on that play, that's clearly Rogers making, you know, creating that attempt for him. He, right. You know, as Adams is would, 
with whatever team is going to go to and be a top five wide receiver. I don't think anybody could argue that. Um, whereas, you know, you take a guy like Tyreek Hill, uh, how good is he with the 16th best quarterback in the league? I don't think Adams play drops as much as Hills does. Um, but Marquez Valdez scandling, you know, there's not guys lining up to take that guy. Alan Lazard, you know, these are, these are his top two, three wide receivers. Um, but what has been hurt a lot. Which chiefs wide receiver would you trade for Alan Lazard? That that's my point. That's Pringle. my that's my point. That's Pringle's pretty good. I keep Pringle. Okay, so you so you would trade our you you got that's what I'm saying though is our seventh <laughs> wide receiver. You guys might trade for their number two slash number three. That's the diff. That's the point I'm trying to make is Mahomes makes more plays, but Rogers feels like he elevates the level of the guys. No, around I don't. Him. I don't think anybody's arguing with him. Yeah. I think we're we're just surprised that you have him at number three. Not yeah, higher. yeah. And then so for me, um, with a lot, kind of echoing a lot of those points, um, mm-hmm. and turmoil top to bottom in an organization, I, I had to give number two to Watson this year. Um, I think even with the garbage time stats. Um, and clearly with what we're seeing now where the, the greatest players in the history of the team are coming out and basically telling them, Hey, you should just sit out. So you get traded. Um, <laughs> to, you know, your, your coach gets fired in the middle of the year and they bring in Romeo Cornell, who's had four shots, I believe at head coaching positions and is one winning season uh, who is a defensive minded guy who didn't do well on defense with that team. Like there, there was just absolutely nothing. There were no favors. There was nothing done to help that guy this year. They, they tr- traded all his good players. They brought in old good players. Um, and, man, the fact that he had the year that he did with David and Duke Johnson as his running backs with – who even was his number one wide receiver? Cooks? Probably Fuller. And then, I mean, and Will Fuller, you know, Will Fuller in one week, out three weeks, you know, Fuller, for the lifetime yeah. of his career. Yeah, but you don't. You do though. You do if you take into context the situation. Deshaun Watson. Listen, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson has torn both ACLs. He tore his ACL in his senior year, and he tore his ACL in his rookie year. And going into this, into his contract, it was okay. Risk the next two to three years of playing on tags. Which look at what happened to Dak Prescott, um, or sign a big term, long term deal. And so he did what I would have done, which is, hey, uh, I'm a quarterback and I rely on my legs to make plays. So give me all the money right now and let's see what happens. Uh, And I think even even saying that, I don't think anybody can really be upset at the guy going, hey, look, I got the number one wide receiver in the league here. We're in the playoffs. We're heading in the right direction. They're saying all the right stuff. And then within, you know, a year and a half, uh, every important you know, I don't think people realize how many people on the business side of the Houston team were let go. And and I don't think normal people think about the day-to-day interactions. For example, one of, if not the best PR um, heads in the league uh, was let go by the Houston Texans this year. Now, it doesn't sound like it should be anything at all, right? But now imagine you're the starting quarterback, a pro bowler for an NFL team. How many media obligations do you think you have? How many press days? How many signing days? How many 
radio hits, how many website shots, how many, you know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. the main person who's been in charge of that your entire career is let go in the middle of the season for nobody really knows why. And that now imagine that happening to three or four different people that you come into contact with every day who you've worked with since you started and nobody knows why they're fired. Everybody knows they're good at their jobs. So I got to give credit to Watson for being able to. Yeah, I mean, it could have right. been anything. He probably, probably just don't been, get you know, along. Tom or, something. I don't know. or, or it's really <laughs> simple. And, you know, we just look and we read the articles that talk about the crazy chaplain who was elevated to godlike status in the, in the uh, business side of the operations. And, and that's the reason that basically everything is falling apart. He fired Bill O'Brien. He's the guy who was kind of pulling the strings behind the DeAndre Hopkins trade. He's the guy who fired all the business people because he wanted more responsibility um so anyways mm-hmm. anyways so yeah it's since i don't since, know man they, since this guy kind of since this easterby guy showed up that's when that's when things started falling apart yeah i mean i don't have the stats in front of me i, I mean I, I somebody should probably look them up i have stats but, in front of me I, I know exactly. I think since since old boy's been there, I don't think uh, it's been a, it's been a good thing. But real quick, having uh, what is your number one, dude? Patty. Excuse me. Oh. Excuse me, Randy Mahomes. Patrick. Patrick Mahomes is my number one, um, and kind of for some of the reasons I spoke about earlier. You know, I I, I think that there's different categories of greatness, and there's different. Um, characteristics and qualities that all these great guys have. Um, there is not a better pure playmaker um, in the NFL right now than Patrick Mahomes. And that's, that's why um, I have to give it to him. Okay. So Ian only picked Aaron Rodgers because he uh, got people no. in the cheese, in the cheese um, area. Right. right Ian? But I did, I did actually look up the stats for each quarterback and do you want me got guys give you the top five, uh, for QBR for this year? Yeah. yeah. So at number one, Aaron Rodgers with 84.4. Uh, Patrick Mahomes at number two with 82.9. Josh Allen at number three with 81.7. Ryan Tannehill at 78.7. And mm. then um, Brian Fitzpatrick rounds out number five with 77.7. There you go, Nick. And then an outside looking in was Drew Brees at 74.5. Really, Drew Brees? Huh? Yep. And Deshaun Herbert, Watson was twelfth. Herbert was thirteenth, and Tom Brady was nine. Mm. Well, I mean, this was a night test, like well, and we said it's exactly like I was saying earlier. You know, you can't if you're looking at it purely through what do the stats Bad say. You're, you're yeah. not going to actually see who the best guy is because stats can lie. Context is key. Mm-hmm. How'd you get those stats? Where'd they come from? What part of the game? Right. That's, right, right, that right. seven yard completion that, that keeps the drive going is worth way more than a 70 yard completion that ends up in a field goal for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, of course. Nate. You know, I, agree yeah, I think there were a couple, there were a couple of games this year. I, I don't remember off the top of my head. And, but there've been a couple of games where, um, especially in the MVP debate this year, you know, I'm like, how is Mahomes getting judged negatively for not having to play one game? Like, Shouldn't that count extra? Like, shouldn't that mean he played better? And there were a couple of games. There were a couple of games where he was like sub three hundred passing yards. But it's like, okay, when he can only throw for forty yards because we got the ball on their forty, like you're gonna 
you're going to count him off because like, <laughs> okay, guys, defense play worse. Special teams play worse. Cause we need Patrick to be, have to go farther down the field. Like it, it's just kind of counterintuitive, but it is what it is. It's, it's a funsy award. All right. So um, we're moving on now to the Eric B destinations, right? Cause we're Kansas. Yes, sir. So, um, it, yeah, especially with, you know, I feel uh, like we got a few with the breaking now, news yeah. today. Yeah, Jacksonville getting them, which is kind of like that's exactly what I wanted to talk yeah. about. Uh, Nate, I kind of wanted also kind of to talk to you about this. Um, I can't remember a a offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator. I know he's offensive, but I can't remember a coordinator that has been this hyped up, especially if he doesn't get a, a job this year. Uh, it will be, you know, the hype will be again for him up as, as much as it is this uh, next year if he doesn't get one, um, or next year if he doesn't get one this year. Uh, so I can't remember a, a coordinator that that has been this hyped up for three years and still hasn't gotten a job. Urban Meyer, I think, I believe, has been out for a year and never has been coached. From Ira Clinton, never been coached in the NFL. And is already getting a job before any of the uh, anybody uh, you know of the of the candidates that anybody's been really looking at. But one thing that Josh and I constantly keep talking about is his history. Uh, I know that he's got a pretty a pretty big history. I kind of looked it up, and I mean he's got some pretty serious stuff. A lot of this stuff was whenever he was in college and a few things in the pros, like, you know, he's got a suspended license, you know, failings to appear. Um, and I think the, the firefighters were called at his house, uh, you know, 4th of July. Um, you know, he's got some harassing calls. Um, so, it, you know, he's got a pretty big list. But for the most part, I feel like it's been, you know, I, I think I think he doesn't have anything, anything since 2003. So, I mean, that's – I feel like that's a pretty good gap that he's shown that he's, you know, got his nose clean per se and and hasn't gotten in trouble or anything like that. And I know that he's shown enough at least it, it, last year and definitely this year um, that he's shown enough to uh, to, sh- to, that he's, to show that he's a, a, a head coach candidate. I mean, I, I just don't understand really – the uh the 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 pushback on him i think ian was telling me that somebody said yesterday uh they were trying to question his andy reed's uh uh you know coaching staff or something like that right but no not the coaching that his that, coaching that tree because of nagy and peterson oh. yeah. exactly but i mean come on that is that is completely bs because uh, you you look at his street i mean it's 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 great you know harper won a super bowl you know uh you know well here here's what i here's what i think and here's what i see more about it right it's kind of like the bill belichick coaching tree i think andy reed and bill belichick are very similar in this aspect what that is is these two so. well let me let me make my point and then you tell me yeah. if you think I'm yeah. think that's correct or not right so to me what those two guys have shown is um kind of like what I was talking about with Rodgers they get the absolute best out of the people around them they they cater the situation to the strengths of the individual they don't ask guys to do things that they don't 
think they're going to be successful at. If they don't think you're going to be successful at it, they find a way to scheme it out of what they're asking you to do. And so that's why when you look at these two rosters over the last, you know, look at Andy Reid's rosters for the last 10 years, look at Bill Belichick's rosters for the last 10 years, and you'll see a lot of these, this kind of, these kinds of players on their team. What that also does, though, is extends to the coaches around them. And so I think that the, the brilliance, the genius of these two um, greatest of all time, you know, in the modern era coaches of Reed and Belichick, I think their ability to get the most out of the coaches around them elevates the performance of those guys. And so when they leave the nest, when they go out and they have to do it on their own, they realize all of those things that they didn't see before. We all like to complain about our managers. And as soon as that person gets manager responsibility, you go, oh my gosh, there's a whole lot more that I never thought about because it wasn't my responsibility. So I think there's some of that effect. I think that um, and with, with the enemy, specifically um he's been a running back coach basically his whole career he's an nfl player um he's been around Andy reed for a ton of his career um he was the run game coordinator for a long time so to me a lot of it i i would have to imagine and none of us know for sure but i'd have to imagine that the way that that offense works isn't just one guy. You know, Doug Peterson was a special teams coordinator for a while, but he was also an offensive coordinator. That's really weird to see on paper. But if you think about it in the context of like a group of men working together and trying to take everybody's best thing and put it together and how can we, it's not what does Doug want to do? What does Andy want to do? What does Eric want to do? It's how do we get the best out of Mahomes and how do we get the best out of Robinson and Clyde Edwards and Le'Veon and Sammy? I think that's more of how the chiefs offense works. I think it's more of a collective group coming together. And so that's where you get some times where it's like, what the hell are they doing? Why are they doing this? Well, it's because there's not really one guy, you know, Reed has that ability, but I think he empowers those other guys to go, well, I want to try this. Let's see. Let's see about this. Okay. That makes sense. I like why you're thinking that let's do it. Um, So I think that might be part of the reason that he doesn't maybe doesn't interview quite as well. Um, And, you know, I haven't really seen Eric Bienemy interviews out there, but have you seen him talk? Is he actually saying he wants to be a head coach? Because maybe he doesn't really want to be a head coach unless it's the absolute. I, that's that's exactly where I was thinking. I was thinking maybe he's. Right. I know like if he, he was doing it for the money, he'd be a college football head coach somewhere right now. Right, but I mean, I feel like you wouldn't be taking the interviews uh, if you didn't want to be a, a head coach. He took so, the interviews last week, last year, and he's taking the interviews. Do you year. think Eric Bieniemy is trying to just? Wait it out and then take over the Chiefs head coaching position. No, do you, Andy do you think that's already what... said that's been there for he wants to be there for ten years. I don't think like that's going to happen. No, but, um, I, but I, like... I think I think he could take these interviews just to get just to get paid more here, like because that's what that's, I, I mean. That that's that, that's smart. That's a great point. Like, that, okay, uh, look, I never really. I got six about teams that, that yeah, want to hire a, me as a head coach. Give point. me an extra hundred k a year, and I'm, I'll stay here instead of taking five hundred k over there. And knowing that he doesn't ever want to leave Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. But like me being like, 
I mean, being the competitive, you, say, you know, person, you're, like, you're I want to be the best I want to be. On. And obviously, it, the best at my position. So, obviously, the best at your position, you want to be a and head coach. But, like, the only, just real quick, the reason why I don't think Andy Reid and uh, uh, Belichick's coaching tree, per se, uh, is compared. I think Andy Reid's is by far way better than, uh, than Belichick's. Because if you look at it, I just got it real quick uh, pulled up. This is uh, Belichick's. I mean, if you look at Belichick's coaching tree, I mean, when he's you got you know, and Bill Cowher on your coaching tree. It's pretty hard for anybody to beat you. Right. I mean, the best one really for for Belichick that I can see is Nick Saban. You know, and he's a great college coach. You know, he's got Jim Schwartz. You know, Bill O'Brien, Matt. You know, Patricia. You know, so no one really like that really stands out. Uh, and if you look at Andy Reid's, I mean, look at he's got Todd Bowles, you know, Brad Childress, Matt Nagy, Sean McDermott, you know, who's doing great right now. He's probably got the second best team in the NFL right now. Doug, you know, Doug Peterson, who's won the Super Bowl. John Harbaugh won the Super Bowl. Ron Rivera, you know. Mm-hmm. No, and I, I, I think it's. Um... I think the other thing that you see if you look at those is a lot of Reed's guys work their way up his coaching staff as well. You know, a lot of those guys started as the wide receivers coach, assistant, assistant mm-hmm. to the uh, uh, assistant they offensive coordinator. And then they were the running back coach and the offensive coordinator. And then they were just the offensive coordinator, you know, or they uh, defensive line coach and worked his way to defensive coordinator, you know, and he, he taught those guys how to elevate in the responsibility that they had. And um, it looks like he showed them more of like, hey, look, start at the bottom so you get an understanding of what you need from the guys who are doing this position when you're in my spot. When you're a head coach, you need to know what it feels like to be this guy right here who's his second year in the NFL and is the backup tight ends coach and really is the glorified water boy. We need quality guys there, and you need to understand what that guy's life feels like. Oh, Ivan, or I, Ivan, if he was going to go somewhere, if 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 you know, with the sixteen that um, have head coaching is open, where, where it would do you definitely think be been what, for me. Where do we uh, it would have been the Jets the or uh, or the um, obviously the Eagles. Um, but after he, the Eagles obviously wasn't available until, you know, I think this week it was on Monday that, that they fired their coach. And the only reason why I'm really even saying the Eagles um, is because yeah. I feel like since Doug Peterson yeah. did come from Andy Reid's coaching tree, um, the plays have to be somewhat similar, maybe different names. He might have changed, you know, the, the schemes a little bit or the names a little bit, but the plays can't be that much different, you know. So mm-hmm. I feel like if they're going to be coming in there, they would be learning somewhat you know not nothing yeah. too nothing too different so it would be like uh, the best fit either would be right now it would be either philadelphia or the jets because the those picks that they have honestly are ridiculous you could definitely do something with that um but uh, for best fit i think it's the what Eagles, about you, Ian? What um, do you think? just because i i really don't think yeah well, if he gets into the Eagles, I believe Jalen Hurts would be the starting quarterback because I just don't think Carson Wentz is, is that good in my opinion. Where I would like to see him go, uh, more than I think about it, is I'd like to see him as a Detroit Lion. Um, you got Matthew Stafford, who's getting towards the end of his career, um, be able to get in there and maybe draft a good quarterback um, and really get that that organization up on its feet after it's been, I don't know how many years since they've had a winning record, but – 
I think that would be a good place to start a good foundation as a head coach is the Detroit Lions. I think you guys are crazy. You guys are all insane. You guys realize that that their backup quarterback is going to be like the third <laughs> highest paid quarterback in the league next year. That's that's what you're saying is the best fit. Go to Philly where there's a quarterback controversy and your backup is getting paid more than I think what Mahomes will be making. We'll next. try to trade for maybe Deshaun exactly. Watson. But who wants to trade for Carson Wentz? You can't oh, just trade him. Throw, throw Somebody... Wentz out there and then throw a couple picks and see mm-hmm. what you can so get. For me, Patriots would probably trade for him, I guarantee you. <laughs> if it's my first time as a head coach, there's a couple of reasons I wouldn't want to go to Philadelphia. Yeah. One, if I'm leaving Andy Reid and I'm going to follow an Andy Reid guy and I'm an Andy Reid guy and I'll be the second guy after Andy Reid, I, I'm sorry. I'm staying as far away from that as possible. I don't want any – I want to go somewhere where I'm not following in the footsteps of the two guys in front of me. But that's just me. I would want a clean start. The Chargers. The Chargers to me is the biggest no-brainer. Okay, so where are you um, going? L.A., there's uh, – You would want to go in the same division as Patrick Mahomes. I would want to go to the best quarterback with the best weapons that I have, and I think that their defense is knowing being from Kent- – being from Kansas City and being the offensive coordinator, okay. just I think injured. he looks at that because as me personally, when I look at the Chargers, that is the scariest defense that we face. That defense feels like it's completely built to stop the Kansas City Chiefs offense. So if I were the guy who ran that offense, I would want to go to the team where I think I have the best chance of stopping that offense. Plus, I think the Chargers proved this year that with better decision making and play calling, um, they already have an insanely talented offense. You've got a couple of really good running backs, pass catchers, runners. You've got Keelan Allen, one of you know, Mr. Always Open. Herbert has shown he drops dimes. Yeah. Uh, Mike Williams is a deep down the field threat. Oh my God. Uh, you've so got your slot guys. Um, I, I think they're that's the team to me that is the scariest um, over the next year or two. Nate, you want to know something? Yeah, I, just, really, I don't see why exactly why it makes I sense. The Chargers also. <laughs> yeah, I really do. Well, for one of the, I haven't brought up the point of uh, you know you want to be the best at your position, you want to be the best at coaching, you be a head coach. What other league or what other division to go into? But they mm-hmm. exactly the same division yeah. of arguably the best coach in the NFL yeah. right now, if not the second best coach in the NFL. So. I also had the Chargers, and then I had the Falcons because you've got Matt Ryan, you've got Ridley, How much longer does Matt Ryan have, though? Or two more. It would also Probably be a pretty good offensive year. pick, and then you just work on. I think they both only have one or two years. I, I think Matt Ryan's got one more year, if that, and I think um, – But there's a possibility think, that Julio uh, Jones could get one, traded. Maybe, maybe two years. He's always There's hurt, been man. trade talks. Yeah, but not if you bring in another head coach that says, I'm not trading Julio Jones, but – Anyway, I would go there only for Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. So, and and Ridley's really good too. So, um, you know, kind of kind of leaving off of that note, uh, I had something down here that I thought was kind of crazy with Philly, since everybody thinks that our offensive coordinator should go there. What's up with their head coaches? You know, the last out of the last four, three of them have all had winning records. One's two of them have Super Bowl appearances with one winning. And you've got Andy Reid pretty much taking them to the playoffs every year during that entire time. One year. So I actually look. Why would you want to go there as a brand new head coach? Saying that you wanted to talk about this, but if you look at the scenarios at which they were let go of, looking by the 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 last one or the third 
or the la- the latest one, I guess I should say, Peterson. Um, he was four and eleven, I believe, this year. Um, so, and if you look at, at what everybody was saying, whenever he put in the backup quarterback instead of uh, whoever he had in there, uh, he lost the team. I mean, they were saying that he lost the the the, the locker room, and they was beyond repair so whenever you do that you know it is a hard thing to come back from so I believe that that's why he was fired it wasn't necessarily that he was a bad coach or anything like that but he so was it was actually he lost the room there was an article that came out today that said Doug Peterson was basically he he got fired quote-unquote resigned they had the conversation and he basically went in there and said I'm tired of of ownership no. telling me what to do i he did not want to play um sudfeld in the last right game. that came from above he, oh really he, yes See? yes he and he came out and basically hmm. said i'll find the article for you here after we're done but um there was a, there was a report that came out and he said the reason peterson left is because he was tired of ownership telling him what to do um, and so. I did hear that he was that he was uh, it was kind of like a mutual decision. And I honestly think it was a smart decision to, to to put that quarterback in there and do go for the draft pick because they weren't doing anything. Like they didn't they weren't going to do anything. Why give New York, uh, you know, a, a you know playoff spot? I feel like I feel like he would did do it. Well, I don't understand. You, know, for, you got for you're telling you're telling me you're telling me in the last segment that you want to be the best at everything, but you're okay with putting in the backup quarterback to, to, to get a better to get a better nah. pick for next year the third string quarterback really i don't anything. i don't think I mean, you weren't, to, you to me anything. to me i i guess i'm okay with like quote unquote if you look at the scenario but that i just i the way they did it is is what i'm more upset with the the philosophy of getting a, a better pick i agree you need to go out and try to win how they did it can. how they did it was wrong you want yeah, to do right. that then don't start Jalen Hurts at all. If you're ownership and you don't want any chance, then don't start. I mean, they were like, you know what we should do? We don't want to start a fire. Let's go to that field of gasoline and let's throw a stick of dynamite on it. And then like, whoa, it's on fire. Why'd that explosion happen? Like, well, you threw explosives into explosives. What do you what did you expect? Like maybe you could have gone over there into the dirt and not thrown a stick of dynamite and Everything would be fine. Like, I, I don't think they the guy expected, starting the game. I don't think yeah. they expected Jalen Hurts to do as good as he did. Well, um, but it, if all, you're expecting also, to lose, then you should just set yourself up to lose. Is my point. Well, they definitely were doing that whenever they played uh, Carson Wentz out there. I mean, they they were expecting to win, but they were doing themselves harm more than they were doing the better. And then also those other previous uh, two coaches, mm-hmm. just real quick. K- uh, 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 Kelly was definitely not the right choice. Chip uh, Kelly was Chip horrible. Kelly, exactly. He was horrible, bro. I think he was six and nine and got fired like the last year or the last week before um, the, the the season ended. I mean, he was definitely horrible. Read article and Andy about that Reed. Dude, that dude lost his locker room. Oh, yes. exactly. Oh, exactly. agreed. Completely oh, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Oh, completely. Yes. And then Andy Reed. I mean, he did. He played there for fourteen years. And the year before, he's, the year he got fired, he went 8-8. Eight and eight, And then the last year, he went 4-12. and 12. So I and, – and if you remember, I feel like it was kind of also the same thing, like a mutual decision. It felt like uh, Andy Reid was ready to leave and uh, Philadelphia 
uh, staff or you know GMs were were, were ready to part ways. Well, what is the that? Uh, the third, the fourth longest head coaching tenure in league history. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah he, you, at some point, fourteen years, it, you kind of run your course. So. And honestly, I can't hate on that because he came to Kansas City and is a powerhouse. It worked, so, it, it worked mean, for both sides. They won a ring before we did. Exactly. They, yeah. won, they won a ring before we did. And they took our coach. Oh, yeah. They took our, oh, yeah. our offensive well, coordinator, and they went and won a ring, and then we did it afterwards. So it worked for everybody. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, speaking of losing your locker room, I want this one to just be a real quick yes or no. Um, this is a quick question. What happened to ben, Big Ben and the Steelers? Do you guys think that the Steelers have to be? Is I mean, that's uh, I, I, I believe. Well, I mean, they, I, I can't remember another eleven and no team to go eleven and no. And the only and I believe they they should have they should have won or they should have lost all the games. The only reason why they won, I believe, their last game or second to last game is because they were playing, you know, a nobody. So, uh, I mean, yeah. Yes, I believe because if you look at their schedule, their first half or first ten games was against not even five hundred teams. I don't think. I mean, and they had trouble beating the Cowboys for God's correct. sake. Correct. So they definitely said that the Steelers would struggle in the second part of the season, and it it really showed that Big Ben is. I think I think he should retire. Um, I do think I, I agree. Um, it doesn't seem like his arm strength's there anymore. Um, yep. Their defense was starting to get banged up. Um, but it's just based on their schedule, I think, that that's why they looked like they were such a powerhouse team because they weren't playing teams that were above 500. Yeah, I think I think Big Ben is done. I don't, I don't think he should come back. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that he won't come back. I just don't think he should come back. So I haven't – I need to watch more of their games because that's your last game. That's all you need to well, see. But, but I'm not, I'm not <laughs> but, but it's really not because, okay. How many, who led the team, who led the team, who led the team rushing their last four games? There's something wrong. When and you go were they over 65 yards rushing? It, so if, if, if they don't have, you know, if you can't, answer, they were last in the league in rushing. Exactly. And they threw the ball 60, what been through the, Record for 60 most times past times in a game coming off elbow surgery, coming off two years where everybody knows that his arm strength's going down. Look, mm. as a as an aging quarterback, what did we talk about earlier when we were talking about head coaches? What do these got what are the two greatest in the history of the game do better than everybody else? They tailor the situation to their players. He was given no fucking favors. That, that yeah, team. but now you're talking about like changing the scheme. No, I'm not talking yes. about changing the scheme. I'm talking about so worst eleven. I mean, it's not even changing the scheme. It's just calling plays more consistently. Well, Mike Tomlin, Mike, Mike Tomlin's all about run the ball and stop. He's the old, and, and they, they were they're terrible not getting, they're not getting terrible at running James Conner a chance to run the ball. Well, they were bad. I mean, that that yeah, they, 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 they were just bad all year long, and they were bad last year. So, um, I I think. Ben is probably going to retire. Um, I don't think that it would be the worst decision for him to come back. Uh, but I've got a question for you, and this is just a yes or a no. Would you, no. Would you take Juju Smith-Schuster on your team next year? <laughs> no, definitely no. not. 
I would, uh, me personally, I would love, I would love him here. If if we want to move in, if we want to move into a I bit of a be, different uh, I think it would subject, awesome um, I, I would have a hard talk with him before, and then maybe I would consider it. Oh, it's Andy Reid. Come on, man. He's used to taking that's, guys that's who been, kind of a little bit having a little bit of yeah, I don't know if you guys remember. I don't know if you guys remember this this player. Um, he got in trouble. His name was Michael Vick. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think he went to the Pro Bowl after he came out of federal prison and worked with Andy. Okay, so this is one that I didn't prep you guys for um, at all, but I, we're kind of heading in that direction. I think this would be really fun. So I'll start with kind of my a thought that I was having as I was getting ready for, for this uh, podcast this week. So I was looking at um, with an eye towards the off season and looking at potential free agents and thinking about the chiefs in particular. And as I was looking at it and kind of talking about um, what I liked about the Buffalo bills, how they've surrounded their guy with talent. um, I was thinking, you know, well, I'm not in love with two through four of the chiefs wide receivers. I think they all could, could elevate to a really good number two, but I'm not in love with any of them. Um, and my, my thought process is it feels to me like a smart decision, uh, as I look at contracts and league wide, kind of the way things are going to me, it makes a lot of sense to buy a known commodity. And what I mean by that is I think it makes a lot more sense to look at, um, potential trade targets because Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, and uh, I forget who else, one other of the Chiefs wide receivers are all unrestricted free agents this year. The Chiefs, I believe, pay the third most money um, this year to wide receivers, but that's strictly because of the giant number on the Sammy deal. So we get a bunch of free money next year. So for me, I was looking at it and I'm thinking, I think mm-hmm. – it makes a lot of sense to go out and trade for like, I would rather trade a second or a third round pick for a known good number two receiver to bring to Kansas city, knowing that we've got him locked up ready for two or three years on his contract. Let me throw this at you. Instead of looking at the offensive side, how about the defensive side? Because our middle linebackers are not that great. I feel like we need to go out and get some, we're the Go worst ahead. run defense. We're the worst run defense in the league. So versus running backs, the Kansas City Chiefs um, gave up 359 uh, rushing attempts, 1,618 yards given up. We gave up seven touchdowns. Uh, we gave up 93 receptions for 846 yards and five touchdowns. I believe that led the league. Versus tight ends. We uh, gave up 84 of 119, um, 84 catches on 119 targets to tight ends this year, 954 yards receiving, given up, and nine touchdowns. I believe those were both top five worst in the league, just completely um, highlighting what you're saying, the need for a uh, either a quasi-linebacker safety build guy, you know, um, to take that role on more run with the running backs and the tight ends, or we just need some, some straight athletes at linebacker. Um, that's just against. So the first set was just against, against running backs. The second set is just against, against tight ends. 
And that's not, if you go to pro football reference and go into the advanced statistics, um, um, you can go to the defense. But do you feel like we need to do something on our defensive side or do you feel like we need to uh, revamp our wide receivers more or just go maybe try to get in the draft somebody again or just try to pick up somebody that is halfway decent? Or it can I think be a we have. Option. I think we have proven out that we're really good at finding athletes in the secondary and on the defensive side. Um, I don't think that we've shown that we're like really good at drafting pass catchers. John, you know, for instance, John Dorsey, the old GM, mm-hmm. is responsible for, I believe, Damian Williams, um, Tyreek Hill, Hunt. and Travis Kelsey. Right. So. The three best, and and I, I, all of those guys are our best offensive weapons. Essentially, he brought in Sammy Watkins. John Dorsey did as well. So we haven't, you know, as as much as as Veach has done, as great as Veach has done, he hasn't shown me a lot pass catcher wise. You know, the biggest guy that he's got is McCole Hardman, and I, I think McCole Hardman is really really fast. Um, I don't really know. But I just feel like to become a more why is he still that far down the the depth? But I feel like just to become a more well-rounded team, we need to have a better defense because we can't just keep relying on offense for games. Our defense has to get a stop at the end of the game. Well, I think our defense defense does. I think our defense is much better than than people give it credit for. And and to kind of argue Nate's point is like when I've made this point with Ivan a couple times. When you play the Chiefs and you play Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey and Tyreek and everybody's in there, you can't – I mean, run the – it's like run the ball all you want because you're not going to score three touchdowns at yeah, the time I, of running I, the ball. I, I we think... can score three touchdowns and just giving Patrick Mahomes three possessions. You know, you know, every time the Chiefs touch the ball, they're going to score. And if you're trying to just strictly run against the Chiefs to do that – and I feel like half the time they're goading them to, like, go ahead, run. And then when you have to pass – You've got to worry about Matt, uh, you know Matthew back there, and yeah, I agree. You know, any I, of the other like guys the best, who just seem to be uh, making plays, or you're going to get. Yeah, I feel like they're just, really worried about the run because, like, Josh I feel like they're said, letting them. Uh, I mean, like, I feel like they're like, go ahead and run it, dude. We're just we're going to score 25 points or or more in the game. What are you going to score? You know, like, you the, know, the 17 Chiefs, points, 14 points when you're running. You're running. You're going to be, you know, the Chiefs are are tenth in the league in. Scoring defense, we give up twenty two point six points per game. Yeah, this so is that, but we're also sixth in the league in points. That's better so. than the Bears, <laughs> the Packers, the Bills, the Browns, the Chargers. Uh, everybody but you know the the teams that you would think: Washington, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, L.A. Now, just kind of to echo what you guys are saying, Baltimore's defense doesn't give up as many points because their offense runs the ball all the time. You know, Pittsburgh's defense is just really good. And their offense, even though they throw it a ton, it's all that short yeah, stuff. Right. So the clock is always running. Washington's the same thing. Their defense is phenomenal, but they rely a lot on that ball control style. Miami's defense played really well. You know, same sort of a deal. They, they were much more conservative offense. They didn't push it down the field unless Fitzpatrick was going. You know, um, Wow, and then the Patriots were at twenty two point one, the Bucks were at twenty two point two, the Giants twenty two point three. So kind of all in line with what you're saying. And you know, context matters. You know, you can't just look at the stats and go, Well, they gave up a ton. Like we can use that to highlight it, just like I did. 
I agree with you. I think we need to get more athletic in certain places, but you can't look at it and go, well, the Chiefs has the shittiest run defense in the league. Well, it's because every team has one of two philosophies against us. Guns are blazing, throw everything, you know, fire everything, or let's try and slow it down. Let's keep the ball out of his hands. Let's not make any mistakes. Let's keep the clock moving. Um, and so I think that influences a lot. I feel like the only two defenses against the only thing you can do against mm-hmm. the Chiefs is that or odds score. Them. And it's, they say it in every interview keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I don't like, think that's so. all I mean, they're trying to do. I think Josh Allen is, yeah. is and, and the Bills are about the really closest team that. That will come close to it in the playoffs, but uh, I don't think I don't even think Rodgers. You know, I don't even think Rodgers and Green Bay. You know, will be able to outscore us. One thing that I do want to talk about that I don't think gets talked about enough with the Chiefs is how good their pass defense is. Go ahead. No, hold on, hold on. Let me let me just prove one point. I I if we were to trade or even try to to draft, and I kind of agree with Ivan. I think Clyde's a good running back, what, but I think what about getting another Ray offensive lineman? Yeah, I think Bell's be gone. We will get a better offensive lineman. I think what uh, you know, the doctor, the doctor already said beef. Yeah, he's already yeah, back. yeah. But I've I've been and reading a lot Damian that Mitch Schwartz might not even come back. We get yeah, Damian Williams back. Yeah, we'll get a few. We get Schwartz back. We do get better. Schwartz. Schwartz will be, uh, Schwartz he will be is back. expected well, to take a cap contract. hit next year. Yeah, but you get rid of Sammy, you have plenty of room. I don't think they'll. I don't think Sammy because I, I, if we, let's put it this way: if we win a Super Bowl, oh, excuse me, if the Chiefs win a Super Bowl, again, I've read a couple places I that think, they're um, not going to renegotiate contracts with we'll to Mitch Schwartz and uh, Anthony Hitchens as well. Uh, really, and that will free up twenty-one million in cap. Yeah, we only have six do million available to, right now. Do they now. need to, you know, reduce cap in any way? I feel like they structured everything yeah. well enough this year that we're good for a couple years. Six million would be get a good. Would yeah, get and a I good, feel uh, like the way Andy Reid and Brett Beach have been drafting, I, I, I have full confidence in them being able to get someone off the draft. Well, the, they, short, the shorts deal it seems really simple to me. You just sign them to a four-year, three or four-year deal, and you stack it. So mm-hmm. you give them a bunch of guaranteed money, and you spread it out. For three years, so As a well, lineman, that, don't you that was the other thing I was going to say is you know if Patrick Mahomes is your the thing to think about in relation to what I was what I started this all on is like what do we look at as far as need in the off season? How do we fill those needs? Um, you know how many how many I would like to be more top you know like Von Miller is going to be a free agent this year. Four of us are pretty much on the same boat. Do you think? Do you think Von Miller wants another ring, and does he want another ring bad enough to I give know, up kind of four cool, million dollars a year to come to Kansas City and be a rotational player? Who knows? Maybe you know Ty uh, Ty Hilton. Yes. Ty Hilton is a free agent this year. Do you think he wants to win a ring? Well, didn't he get? Well, what I'm saying, big, like, Ty Hilton might sign for seven million dollars instead Miller. of fourteen to come to Kansas City on a one year or a two year deal to play with Patrick Mahomes and try and go win a ring. Maybe yeah. that means a lot to him. Maybe Kenny Galladay. I mean, that's the thing that we don't know is, so, is that, you know, uh, Kalechio Simile, uh, he was so fucking good at the start of this yeah. year until he had both of his knees blown out crazily on that one play. That dude didn't play, I don't believe, last year. He came back to play because he wanted to play with Patrick Mahomes. He was a Pro Bowl caliber guy, and he was balling when he was healthy this year. 
how many more guys like that are out there who are going, I've done a ton in my career. I've done a lot. I've played for good teams. I've played for bad teams. Let me just go and try and actually get a ring. I got two good years left in me. So let me go somewhere where maybe I don't get the shine that I could, but I have a shot at actually getting a ring. There's three, yeah. there's three wide receivers here that I just looked up for that are going to be free agents this year. Um, once Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, and Kenny Galladay are three top of the top wide receivers that are available and free agent this year. See, okay. like Allen Robinson might be a guy to me who – played with a terrible you know do you remember who his first quarterback was when he became a pro bowler any of you guys remember his quarterback it was chad henney and blake bortles he became a pro bowler with those guys do you know who his next quarterback was mitch trubisky so do you think that guy might be extra motivated to play for a guy named patrick mahomes Possibly. And he signed a huge deal. I think he was the highest paid wide receiver in the league when he signed his deal. So maybe that guy is more primed to go, look, I don't need 20. Give me 13. You know, I'll take six and a half million less a year than than Tyreek. But I'll come and play here for three years. With well, and also the way that we have we have three guys. We don't need another not wide next receiver, year, man. We got enough. We not got next year, right? Arsenal not next year. And the way that we've been change. we've been doing contracts. Honestly, I'm not really worried about it. But like I said, uh, the way Brett Beach and Andy Reid been doing contracts and just getting people, I'm really not yeah, worried. I, mean, I was worried this year. After now seeing what they've been doing, I got full confidence. Shoot, so I would Watkins take Corey Davis Robinson from Tennessee. And Watkins, Robinson, and Pringle are all free agents this year. A uh, former first rounder in Tennessee who uh, <laughs> Aaron Jones really, is a really free agent. Uh, yeah, but see, like guys like Godwin, guys like Aaron Jones, they're coming up on their first contracts. Chris Godwin is going to go sign and become the fourth highest paid wide receiver in the league. He's not the fourth best wide receiver in the league, but he's going to be one of the two or three best wide receivers available. So he'll get paid that much because there's going to be a market for him. So on that, on that, around that all same conversation there, if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, Nate, do you think people's idea of just statistically, since it's never been done, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. they still want to come here? Just because it's never been done doesn't mean that maybe some of these guys come here going, okay, I get to be a member of the team that does it for the first time ever, three in a row. Like mm-hmm. they were that good last year, and I know I'm better than the guy who I'm replacing. You know, like T.Y. Hilton. Let's just use that since it's top of the mind. Do you think T.Y. Hilton thinks he's a better wide receiver than Sammy Watkins? Because I do. I do, too. But T.Y., I think, got paid less than Sammy this year. It's because he's not as injured as what Sammy Watkins is. Cause I don't it, know. T.Y. missed like – If Sammy, if Sammy wasn't hurt all the time, think of all the big catches yeah. that he's had for us. If he was not injured, he would be a more consistent – I do agree with that. Sammy Watkins is a viable point. Whenever he balled out in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. Now, I might be wrong here, and it's just strictly going off of memory, but I feel like he was the only one with any types of catches. It's a little recency bias, but, um, you know, here's the thing. Sammy Watkins had four receiving touchdowns all last year before the playoffs. They all came in week one. Every single one. His game against Jacksonville. Uh, Sammy this year, I believe, had he had two hmm. touchdowns and 37 catches. Played 527 snaps. 
Okay. Demarcus Robinson played 711 at 45 catches for 466 yards and three touchdowns. So there, it, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where these, these are the things I'm talking about. Andy Reed puts those guys into the positions to make plays. That's why we remember him making big yeah. plays in the Super Bowl. It, part of it was Patrick putting the ball there. Part of it was him doing what he had to do. But the main reason is yeah. he was given the ability to make a play by being put in a good position. So, like, you know, just like if I close my eyes and go, okay, if we had T.Y. Hilton last year instead of Sammy Watkins, do I feel like much would have changed? Like, no, not really. I feel like they're pretty similar players, you know, and there's like probably three or four guys that you could do that exercise with where you're looking at potential free agents, you know. Demarcus Robinson, I'm sorry. I love the guy, and I think he's got a lot of potential. Um, but this is your third, fourth year on the squad? Bruh, you got to do more, you know? Like, we remember – But it's right. hard to do more when you're behind Travis Kelsey Isn't this and Tyreek like Hill. I mean, right. it – No, I, it, I, I mean, there's only one ball. I get that. I get that. But, but Tyreek Hill, yeah. Even with that. So, I mean – I mean, he's technically our number three wide receiver. No, I'm, I'm with you. Kelsey's, I'm uh, with you guys. I am. Him, it's but, just I mean, not. Jesus. You know, over, you know, just the amount of yards that he got this year doesn't mean, you know, he's, he's oh, definitely. Well, he is. Yeah. I would put Travis Kelsey sure. as our number one wide receiver, which is crazy, in my opinion. And, and then Tyreek, and then maybe Robinson, and then, so... you know. So you guys, you guys know me and and how I used to play Madden and you guys hate, hate how I play Madden. Mm -hmm. But if I were to play Madden with, with the chiefs team, um, everybody would be 99 overall. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, but, but what I, here's what I'm looking at and just being crazy. If the Chiefs, if the Chiefs decided to do quick on this one, what they, Belichick and Brady did a few years ago, where they had two of the best tight ends in the league, if we got a guy who was even seventy percent of what Travis Kelsey is, and built a two tight end with two mismatched tight ends and Tyreek on the outside, and then that takes like what we were all saying, where our number three wide receiver, you know, is the third or fourth option. Like if if our second wide receiver is our third or fourth option, man, I I think it would be really really scary to see the Chiefs run a two tight end, two wide receiver set with one running back um, consistently. Mismatch, Why man. Mismatch. Mismatch. You get a guy. Tell me a, a guy like uh, O.J. Howard or Evan Ingram is a wide is a free agent from from New York. Tell me you wouldn't want another guy who runs just as fast as Travis Kelsey. He doesn't have to play make like Travis Kelsey. Don't don't get it twisted. But if you had another guy who could run faster than most every linebacker and forces you to put a safety on him and sub out a linebacker, or you don't want to give up against the run, so you keep a linebacker in, and now you got a mismatch with a wide receiver, like that's what I'm talking about. Mismatch. That's why you're not a coach. No. We we can debate this another yeah, time, no. guys. I'd rather have <laughs> uh, I'd rather have what we have with speed. Okay, so let's do the Chiefs yeah, Browns wanted, preview. Okay, yeah, Nate, so talk about the uh, so also I can even the lead into predictions game. Um, yeah, wow, perfect. Um, let's start with you, Adam. I feel. <laughs> 
I, I was looking at actually the uh, the injuries <laughs> for uh, uh, what you know whatever either um, uh, the Browns or KC. And uh, the Browns are getting a lot of players back. Uh, they're getting, you know, Denzel Ward, Kevin Johnson, and I believe uh, Ward led the league in uh, defensive uh, pass deflections in the NFL. So that, even even if you said that, I mean, I really, I'm not really even worried about the Browns. Um, Clyde is is supposed to be back in practice. Nandi had a full practice. Uh, Watts had a full practice for the Chiefs. Um, I went in and looked at the old uh, highlights for whenever the Chiefs and Browns played. I mean, I know he wasn't even the same people. We actually had Cream Hunt whenever they played, so that was actually kind of fun to see. Um, but I, even then, I don't necessarily feel like Browns are going to do uh, anything. I feel like if they're going to be scoring points or anything like that, it's going to be towards the end. Um, I have Kansas City winning uh, 28-17. to 17. Um, on that, do you think? Uh, what do you think? About um, I feel like he. Uh, if you think about it, man, I mean, he's young. I mean, how old is he? Twenty-five years old, maybe twenty-six. So he's probably just a little fiery guy. He probably has a little bit to show that you know. It wasn't like we're the ones that made him, you know, kick that one chick. So I don't know necessarily why he's got like an unfinished business per se, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean. If he feels like he's got to feel, I mean, he's got to say what he's got to say. Um, I understand it for real, 100%. I don't necessarily feel like that's going to do anything. The only reason, the only way I can see Browns winning this is if they have maybe like 200 yards rushing and for some reason Patrick Mahomes. Time management, controlling the clock. Right, exactly. But even then, I don't see that happening. I mean, I I just don't see it happening. That's one of my big things is I think, it comes down to how well is the Browns going to manage the clock. Um, but another thing is I think the Chiefs, a lot of the times they do get good pressure. Um, they just can't wrap up and tackle very well. So I think they really got to be able to hang on and tackle these running backs. Um, they, they, they try, but they just can't. I feel like they right, try to. It's not right. that they can't tackle. They, and they another try to, big thing is I think they, need to they try to strip the ball. Um, they try to make turnovers. Baker Mayfield in the pocket and try to get to some deflections on his passes. He's a shorter guy. Um, a lot of games that I've been seeing with the Browns this year is um, I see a, a lot of his passes being deflected, um, as well as um, overthrowing his wide receivers or um, not getting the ball there. Um, so I think just keeping him in the pocket and just trying to get a little better pressure on him. Um, cause I, you know, our offense can go up and down the field any, any day that they can. Um, so I just think it comes down to which defense is going to get that one stop or hold the team to a field goal. I think that's what it's going to come down to. And I have the chiefs winning 35 to 28 in this game. Okay. Well, Baker, the last time he played the chiefs, I know you said it was a little bit different of a squad, Ivan, but he went 29 for 42, 297 yards, two touchdowns. Uh-uh. And interception. Oh no, think? hell no. I don't think two no. touchdowns. I feel like he might get the same stats, game, but, but to be honest with he, you, he, yeah, I think so too. I think that's a realistic game stat. Um, and I don't think you can beat the chiefs with only throwing two touchdowns. No, um, he will. I don't think Hunt's going to run all you know, over us. Rub, like he made Nick Chubb does all the damage. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. When it doesn't matter. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's not going to be bouncing around the outsides like that because our, our secondary – Chris Jones will be back I have there. confidence in Swartz. Not I, I me, like, like I said, is, Ovi is back, so, yeah, no, I, I agree. You know, well, I Our think corner probably, Sneed's playing pretty well, too, uh-huh, I so think, uh, I, I, I like that as well. He's a great rookie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, he's been playing really well. So I, I don't um, think so either. I don't, I don't think there's going to be much – to worry about there. I don't think anybody really yeah. thinks there's going to be much with Cleveland. But the yeah. environment's still different, In Arrowhead, It's still a little different, are, though. Dang it. Are they going to have fans there? So it will be yeah, loud. I think it's only supposed it's, to be in the high 30s, yeah. I think. It's supposed to snow I think tomorrow. it's supposed to be pretty cold, too, huh? And in like Green Bay, then. Well, I have I have Cleveland. I have Cleveland um, okay. Chiefs yeah. 14 yeah. to Kansas City's 37. I have it as a blowout. We go up real quick. We get a couple uh, garbage they... touchdowns towards the end of the game. It's just so. Um, I have a ton of, of notes that I what wrote about down, you, Nate? Right? Are you worried and about some really good stuff line? that you guys have kind of uh, echoed on. So, really, the first thought that I had was um, watching the Steelers game last year. The, the number one thing that it made me realize was how special um, Kansas City's run was last year because. Uh, we had that happen to us twice. Um, it wasn't 28, but um, the snowball, terrible worst start ever um, happened to us twice, and we were able to, mm-hmm. to dig out, which, which shows me, um, makes me feel better. Um, it also highlights how important just what you said uh, is, Josh, a fast start. Um, basically, every wild card weekend game this year, a fast start was important. It, mm-hmm. it comes down to exactly what everybody said. Can we slow down um, Chubb and Hunt? Um, because, uh, like you guys said, I, I, I do think that Baker is good enough to beat us. Like, you know, the cliche, you know, well, make him make Baker beat you and stop the run. Like, I, I do think that he's good enough to do that, but Baker has to play at his peak and we, and we have to make some mistakes for that to happen. Um, uh-huh. so some interesting stats, right? The average depth of target for Kareem Hunt is 1.4 yards this year, um, which, and he's their, their lead receiving back, um, which tells you if you are covering him, I think that bodes well for us based on what we were talking about earlier, where we don't have those crazy hyper athletic sideline to sideline linebackers, but I don't think our linebackers are terrible. Um, They just are limited. So I think in this situation, Hunt isn't going to be running a ton of routes. He's not going to be running a bunch of wheel routes out of the backfield. So I think if we can keep him in front of us, um, we have a really good shot. Um, Some of the other incredibly interesting stats, 39 broken tackles is third in the league. Um, That's the combined amount of broken tackles that Hunt Hunt and Chubb have. Yeah, yeah, go watch out for the feet. Um, They are number two in the league. In completed air yards per completion. So what that means is how far the ball flies through the air before it's caught on a completion. They're second in the league at 7.4. Baker has the number three most um, throwaways in the league. And Ian, you are correct. He does have a lot of batted balls. He has eight so total on the season, um, which is tied for fifth with, or excuse me, tied for sixth with Patrick Mahomes. So I don't know how bad of a stat that actually is. 
He is number really? four. It, it's, fr- it's from the games that I see. I've seen at least two or three in, in a game. And he, has a, and, he, and he has a lot of throwaways. He, I believe mm-hmm. he leads the league in throwaways. Uh, or he has 28. Yeah. And Cousins has 27. It's because he's it's because he's playing incredibly smart this year, so right? He's getting outside what we talked about earlier, his coach has put him in or an incredibly beneficial position and empowered him to use yeah. the best of his abilities. So he's making really quick, smart decisions. Um, he's only pressured on eighteen percent of his throws. He has hundred and twenty-eight play action attempts. Uh, of his 501 passing attempts, and he has 1,160 yards off of that. He's got a great offensive line. Their offensive line is the best in the league. But one of their star ones is is out, so that could make and a difference. So they get one guy, their interior mm-hmm. guy, back, but Conklin might be out this week. So they are third in the And they get their head coach back. Yeah, they are third in the league in yards before the catch, but they are the third worst team in football at yards <laughs> after the catch. Okay. So, so average depth of target, and See, we'll do both teams. Rashard Higgins, average depth of target is 13.7 yards. Jarvis Landry, 7.9. Okay, to compare, Tyreek Hill at 12.9, Hardman at 10.4, Kelsey is at 8.4. Okay, Higgins has one broken tackle on the year, and let me – I don't have it in front of me, but I had his yards after the catch numbers, and it was not good. I think he had like, let's just to make it a round number, I believe he had like 500 yards receiving on the year, and like 489 of them came before the catch. So what that tells you is they don't get big plays if they don't get behind you. So if the Chiefs can do a good job of keeping Higgins and Peoples-Jones, who are the only two deep threats on that team, in front of them, we have a really good shot at not letting them make any big plays, okay? If we – Jarvis Landry is really their only creative guy after the catch. Um, so Landry has 46 first down catches on his 72 catches this year. Austin Hooper has 27 on his 46. Rashard Higgins has 26 first downs on 52 catches. And Kareem Hunt has 19 on his 38. Right, so those are the guys that you have to pay attention to on big play downs. Those are clearly the guys that he's going to look at to make a play. Um, okay, yeah, here's Higgins' numbers. 517 of his 599 yards were in the air. So he had 82 yards after the catch all year long. Um, Landry, 341 of 499 before the catch. Hooper, 261 of 435. Peoples-Jones, 227 of 304. Hunt, 24 of 304. Chubb, 17 of 150. Are you guys seeing the pattern here? There's nobody that you have to worry about after the catch besides the running backs. If you can tackle and keep them in front of you, it's going to be a long day. Yeah, but I don't think you're necessarily saying anything they don't know. I think uh, the only reason why they were able to beat Pittsburgh last last week, I feel like it's because Pittsburgh really bit themselves in the ass. I mean, I mean the first twenty, the first in the first quarter, I think they were down twenty four nothing. So, it's twenty eight nothing. Twenty eight nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was 
I mean, you, it, it, you, it's hard to come back from that, especially when there is a good defense on the other side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not a great defense, but a good defense. Okay. But, uh, yeah, uh, having said that, we can go ahead and go into the next predictions. Uh, did you say the score predictions for the Kansas City game? Um, I had no, and I haven't even, I haven't even done any like thought process on it. Um, yeah. Just, just what do you think? What do you think? Yeah. Let's see. 40, probably, let's, let's see. 42 to 27. Okay. 42 to 27. Okay. Around, That's not bad. What do you think? And then, uh, we, wait, Chiefs or Browns? Are you picking Chiefs or Chiefs. Browns? Chiefs. Oh, okay. come on, man. Just, you got, just yeah. Yeah. Me and your neighbor. And then for the rest of our predictions. Get the fuck out of here, Ian. For the Rams Green Bay, I have L.A. going 10 and then Green Bay with 17. So I have Green Bay winning that. Okay. I have the Packers winning that game uh, just because I don't think Aaron Donald's going to be at full health. Mm -hmm. Um, Packers winning 24 to 14. Yeah. Nate? Because – no, go ahead. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Go ahead, because I'm I'm looking it up. And I have Rams. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Nate. What do you got? I've got Rams fourteen, Green Bay twenty six. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is just going to do his thing. Yeah, he broke a rib. Uh, Donald got stabbed in the chest or something. Oof. But, yeah, uh, boy. Wilson, Did you not see? He slung him down on top of himself. <laughs> he broke a rib. Yeah. He was actually doing what the NFL well, is, is telling him to Wilson do now to do a sack. So yeah. he was technically doing the right thing, but unfortunately he played he Russell Wilson right and on himself. Yeah. So he broke a rib. Yeah. But the Terminator's supposed to play, so that dude's trains with knife. I can't believe someone's sitting on him broke his rib. I think I'm gonna go. Let's see. What do you got, Nate? Let's go thirty one thirty one to thirteen. Well, I think I think Green Bay probably gets a couple of passing touchdowns. They probably get close enough to get uh, at least two, one or two rushing touchdowns. One of them might be a, you might see an Aaron Rodgers play action, naked bootleg run to the corner. And then I just don't. Yeah. And and then I think, I think, uh, I think San Francisco, or San Francisco, I think, um, I wanted to call him St. Louis. I think the Rams defense is good enough that they're going to, they're going to generate a turnover or two. They may get a, a defensive score, um, but they're they're the offense may score a touchdown, but you should count it for the defense because it will come off of like a forced fumble that gets them the ball at the 18. Um, I don't think their offense is going to be good enough to, especially in the cold, uh, to consistently produce. So I, I think you probably get a couple of field goals out of the offense, and then the defense probably generates a touchdown on their own or creates that touchdown essentially for the offense. Right. I think Baltimore wins. I would be really, so I think twenty eight, twenty four, something like that. It's going to be, wow. it's going to be close. Score prediction. Um, score prediction. Mm-hmm. I actually, I actually Cook. think Baltimore. I got twenty six thirty. Win. I do have a really close, close game. game. Ivan, what do you got on Buffalo? Thirty five. And uh, I think Buffalo is going to win that game. I uh, I have Baltimore winning this game by a field goal, thirty one to twenty eight. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, I I think I think it's going to come down to who has the ball last, um, and and who manages the clock. Um, I the Bills defense is 
not bad. It's it's pretty solid. Um, but I just think the Ravens will get a get a turnover with their defense, possibly a score with them. Um, and I think I think Lamar runs runs all over them. Yeah, it's all going to come down to you'll know who's going to you should you should know who's going to win this game uh, by the middle of the second quarter if uh, if Baltimore comes out and if Lamar throws the ball like he did last week, which was just high efficiency. Um, that that I, it's really really hard to stop that team. They're, well, they're running backs are, are working. And there is a possibility yeah. it could be snowing up there this week. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, on, honestly, that uh, doesn't that doesn't really affect my thought process on it. Um, if anything, I think it would hurt Baltimore or uh, Buffalo more because they rely more on the passing game. Right. That's why I have Ravens. But I, I, but I don't. I don't really. It. Unless it's like actively snowing, sticky, shitty snow, I'm not. To me, it doesn't really seem like it's going to affect a ton i only counted it against the rams because we've seen the rams not do well in those types of situations over the past few years um but baltimore and buffalo like anybody who's lived in baltimore they're equipped to deal with the snow so i don't think it's going to be that effective to them they're diseffective the bucks same game well coming I got the Saints winning Ian, what 30 you got to 24. On the Saints game? Um, the reason I have that is I really like the Saints defense. I really think they're starting to, to come around when it came towards the playoffs. Um, that front four that they have of uh, Cam Jordan and Hendricks, and um, I, don't, I don't remember the other two, but if they can get pressure on Tom Brady and get him flushed outside the pocket because he's not very mobile, um, I think they give themselves a really good chance. Um, but I also don't know if Mike Evans is going to play either. Um, he's still questionable to play. Uh, so I, I think if they can get Tom Brady to be a little mobile, I think the Saints Saints win it by a touchdown. Yeah, I think uh, I think Tampa Bay is winning that game. I got Tampa Bay winning twenty four to seventeen. I know New Orleans uh, took the last two games by a pretty big margin, but um, I know Tampa Bay. Um, probably has something to show and they've been they've been they've been you know they've been cooking as far as as far as the last few games so I, I feel like they're gonna win this game. Mm-hmm. I've got the Bucks twenty seven to the Saints twenty. Um Tom Brady's a competitor. I think it is the fact that they've lost yep. two already against the Saints. Um I think he's gonna come out with something to prove. Oh, he- and I think I think he really wants to win one more Super Bowl. So um, I think yeah, I agree. Gonna, I mean, he said it last year. I mean, I'm not showing up to the, and, to the Super Bowl wearing a blazer. So, so I got 27. We'll, we'll see. Nate. Yeah, I think I think I, I think I probably <laughs> align with where you guys are at. Um, Tampa Bay's so no defense is boomer bust, um, more so than the Saints. I just feel like, I just feel like the the Bucks are playing much better right now than um, than the Saints are. I trust Brady a lot more than I trust Drew Brees. Drew Brees probably won't make a mistake, but I don't. He doesn't scare me to like make a big play. Um, Michael Thomas doesn't scare me to make a big play right now. He's got to prove it to me. He hasn't done it all year. Eric Fisher has as many receive has more receiving touchdowns this year than Michael Thomas, highest paid wide receiver in the league. Give that money to our left tackle. Um, Al- yeah, Alvin Kamara is hey. the guy who scares you um, on this team. Shit, so does and, um, 
that that yeah. is that should be really scary um but what's what is the scariest thing in this entire game is the fact that Tom Brady and Antonio Brown seem like they have really clicked um and that should be frightening for 31 defenses in the NFL because if those two are clicking and Mike Evans becomes a the, the best number two wide receiver in football and Chris Godwin becomes the best number three wide receiver in football and Scotty Miller becomes the best you get what I'm saying like gotta go with the Bucks and uh I think it's probably gonna be something like 35 to 17. Yeah um, I mean so it looks like there's two that picked uh, Tampa Bay and two that picked. Uh, oh no, you're the only really one that picked. I'm the only one that here. picked the Saints. Yeah, that's right. So I we'll go with my homeboy Drew Brees. <laughs> I'm the only one that picked uh, Buffalo. So yeah, it's it's gonna be. We'll see what the results are. It's gonna be fun, fun weekend. I feel like it's gonna be one of the funnest weekend. I'm really excited for the Tampa Bay New Orleans game. Um, besides the Green Bay and LA game in Baltimore. Uh, Chiefs. On what days? What days are each game? Uh, Tampa Bay. So we got Chiefs, Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay and New Orleans. Yeah. So Chiefs and Browns on Sunday. Rams, Packers at three thirty-five on Saturday. Ravens, Bills at seven fifteen. Browns, mm-hmm. Chiefs at two o'clock. Bucks, Saints at five forty. Exactly. So State Farm State Farm gets blanket coverage for the weekend. That's right. Insurance Insurance State Farm giving you all that coverage, buddy. That's right. Covering you for the whole weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys see? Did you guys see the next year? Oh my! Did you guys see the next year? The game is going to be at State Farm Field, and potentially Rodgers and, and Mahomes could end up playing each other. Oh, in the State have, Farm Bowl. That would be great. It's, it's going to happen this year. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I thought it was next year. No. Well, no, I'm talking about like. No, it's no, it's in Tampa Bay this year. Yeah, at the field, the field, I'm, State Farm Field. Oh, right. Is, is no, I was year. talking about the. the I, okay, the so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just because I want to right before the real playoffs start, you know. Uh, oh, Super Prediction right now? Two words. One, Super Bowl Prediction right Each now? Person. Super Bowl Prediction. Like two teams? Start with you, Nate. KC Green Bay. Yep, right now. Why not? It's fun. Yep, two teams. Kansas City, Tampa Nate, Bay. Three. Okay. Nate? I'm going to go Chiefs Saints. Hmm. Ian? If it's yeah. not the Chiefs, I think it's the Ravens, though. Uh, I agree really? With I, I, I agree with Chiefs that. Bay. All right. Well, they seem like that's. We'll oh, talk second. about. We'll, we'll potentially talk about that next weekend if they if, yeah. if those two really? teams win. Yeah, if it's not it's the good Bills, Bills, it's wow. a good topic to continue into uh, next week. But uh, yeah, this yeah, pretty we'll much concludes we'll definitely know what's our uh, first informed <laughs> idiots podcast. Concludes. I know I can't remember if it concludes. <laughs> concludes. <laughs> but you guys know what the fuck I mean. The longer you I guys, you guys enjoy it. to speak Ivanese. Thank exactly. you for spending exactly. you guys will learn that in an hour and forty time. minutes with us. Yes, you guys will learn in time. I speak even Ivanese, <laughs> as everybody likes to call it, not Spanish or English. Ivanese. So yeah, I hope you guys subscribe. I hope you guys love the show. Um, and if you guys don't like it, uh, fuck you and have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time. Uh,